0: This is the Adam's Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adam's Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 13, verses 46 to 52. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that God's word should be spoken to you first, since indeed you thrust it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set you as a light for the Gentiles, that you should bring salvation to the uttermost part of the earth. As the Gentiles heard this, they were glad, and glorified the word of God. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. The Lord's word was spread abroad throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city, and stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and threw them out of their borders. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them, and came to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. All right, again, Luke records here in verse 48 of Acts 13, that as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Does God choose us because we choose to believe in Him? Or do we believe because God has chosen us, as this first seems to say? Or are these two even necessarily contradictory or mutually exclusive, we could probably spend many episodes exploring some of the theological and philosophical implications of Acts 13:48, trying to untangle the mystery. Fear not, friends. I'm not going to try and tackle this in depth here, but I will say this: I've wrestled with trying to understand how God predestines those whom He foreknew, which Romans 8:29 articulates in a way that doesn't ignore or contradict the heart of God in desiring all people to be saved, according to 1 Timothy 2.4. The age-long debate, are we just like predetermined robots headed for either heaven or hell? Or does God, in His heart of not wanting anyone to perish, make it possible for anyone who would to come and be saved? I mean, didn't Christ die for all people? as 1 John 2.2 seems to clearly teach, which says, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And doesn't he offer salvation to all people? As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I'll admit I don't have the brain capacity to fully comprehend how Acts 13:48 fits in with some of these other Bible verses and concepts. But you know what, I'm okay with that. None of that detracts from the fact I know God's word is infallible, authoritative and trustworthy. His word is true and sufficient. And honestly, I'm content not understanding every like crevice of this mystery and our human limitations Let's just make sure we don't venture beyond the confines of what's written in scripture in coming to conclusions. Let's not allow man-made doctrines, preferences, dogmas, and philosophies to become our foundation rather than the word itself. All right, let's get back on track. Let's keep reading. Back in Acts 13, verse 49. The Lord's word was spread abroad throughout all the region but the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city and stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and threw them out of their borders. The unbelieving Jews weren't content to leave it alone. I guess misery loves company. They didn't want others to become believers either. Jesus was right when he said regarding the Pharisees and those like him, you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. And Jesus warned his disciples in John 15, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. Remember what I told you a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And so we see here Paul and Barnabas, servants of our Lord Jesus, being persecuted like Jesus was persecuted. When we are bold for the sake of the gospel, we can expect the same from those who do not know and love Jesus. Just the other day, a video went viral of a mall security guard confronting a man wearing a t-shirt with the words, Jesus saves, and telling him he would have to remove the t-shirt or leave the mall. The reasoning behind the mall expulsion was in part, according to this security officer, because as he put it, Jesus is associated with religion and it was offending people. People have been offended. You know what? I have no doubt these words are actually true. I mean, Jesus does offend people. The cross of Christ is an offense. Identifying as a Jesus follower and sharing a simple message by simply wearing a shirt with two words can be enough to irritate those who hate Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Don't be surprised when people get irrationally upset with you when you stand for Jesus. There are spiritual forces of evil at play. In verse 50, we see that the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city against Paul and Barnabas, expelling them from the region. When those in power hate Jesus, or are stirred up against Jesus and His people by the crowds, those Christians can suffer much. They can be exiled, imprisoned, and sometimes even killed. Verse 51. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. How'd they respond to the tumult, persecution, and rejection? They shook it off and moved on to the next place, filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus sent out his 12 disciples in Matthew chapter 10, he told them, if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. We can't force people to believe in Jesus. We can only share the truth in love and leave the rest up to God. We plant and water, but God gives the growth. If people won't receive the truth, we move on and seek out others for whom to share Jesus. I love that Paul and Barnabas didn't get discouraged and give up when they were rejected and exiled. Rather, they persevered, seeking new places for which to sow the seed of God's word, while filled with joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and things like that. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll have joy. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Jesus wants us to be filled with his joy. Spirit-filled joy is a gift that can only come from God. You're not going to obtain this joy from the world, from pursuing the things of this world. Anything this world has to offer that seems joyous is only counterfeit and temporary. The kind of joy Jesus gives us stands the scrutiny of time and trumps circumstances. That's why Christians can experience extreme joy even in the middle of trials and persecutions. Here's Paul's outlook from Romans 5, 3-5. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God is faithful, and His grace is sufficient. He pours His love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, and His love is enough. Paul said, I take pleasure in weaknesses, in injuries, in necessities, in persecutions, and in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's because Christ's grace is sufficient, and in our weakness and trials, we may find the power of Christ resting on us. The Apostle Peter wrote, If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And James said, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So the next time we're rejected or insulted for the sake of Christ, let's get excited. Let's rejoice in it.
1: of God's son, of virgin shall conceive. At his baptism, the voice of God said that he was well pleased. And when he was asked to give a sign to the entire crowd, he said the only sign they would receive was of Jonah now. That for three days and nights, he spent his time in the heart of the earth. Christ, He foretold specifics about His approaching death.
2: We are His witnesses, and He's chosen us to go out
1: On the water, scaring all the disciples, thinking he was a ghost. And he took three of them to a high mountain, and his clothes turned intensely white. And he told them again that the Son of Man would suffer much and then die. We are his
2: witnesses, and he's chosen us to go out like the
1: earth So He could dwell with us And not every one of the things He's done Has been written down But these are written so you, you may believe, believe in Jesus now
0: That was Four Winds, from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire.
1: Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow, Death, we will not avenge Vengeance is the Lord's And if the world hates us, it hated Him first God.
2: be content in any situation we can do all things through Christ Jesus who us will strengthen
1: afflicted but not crushed persecuted not forsaken struck down but not destroyed
2: you died
0: overcome from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach to the Christian music ministry, Adams Road. You can learn more about us at Ministry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 14. Grace and peace be with you all.